0: Section 15 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Ruhi Huck. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8 by Anonymous translated by richard francis burton eighteen twenty one to eighteen ninety section fifteen when it was the eight hundred and twenty third night she continued when hasan went in to his wife he saw his children and heard her repeating the verses aforementioned then she turned right and left seeking the cause of her children's crying out o oh, our father but saw no one and marvelled that her sons should name their sire at that time and call upon him but when Hassan heard her verses he wept till he swooned away and the tears railed down his cheeks like rain then he drew near the children and raised the cap from his head unseen of his wife whereupon they saw him and they knew him and cried out saying O our father, their mother fell a weeping again, when she heard them name their sire's name and said There is no avoiding the doom which almighty Allah hath decreed, adding, O strange, what gareth them think of their father at this time and call upon him albeit it is not of their want. Then she wept and recited these couplets. The land of lamping moon is bare and dear O of me pour forth the brimming tear they marched how shall i now be patient that i no heart nor patience own i swear o ye who marched yet bide in heart of me will you o lords of me return to that we were what harm if they return and i enjoy meeting and they had wrath on tears of care upon the parting day they dimmed their iron for sad surprise and lit the flames that flare so longed i for their stay but fortune stayed longings and turned my hope to mere despair return to us o love by allah deign now of tears have flowed for absence bane. then hasan could no longer contain himself but took the cap from his head whereupon his wife saw him and recognises him screamed a scream which startled all in the palace and said to him how camest thou hither from the sky hast thou dropped, or through the earth hast thou come up, and her eyes brimmed with tears, and Hassan also wept, Quoth she, O oh man, this be no time for tears or blame. Faith hath its course, and the sight was blinded, and the pen hath run with what was ordained of Allah, when time was begun. So Allah upon thee, whensoever thou comest, go hide, lest I espy thee, and tell my sister, and she do thee and me die answered he o my lady and lady of all queens i have adventured myself and come hither and either i will die or i will deliver thee from this strait and travel with thee and my children to my country despite the nose of this thy wickedest sister but as she heard his words she smiled and for a while fell to shaking her head and said far o my life far is it from the power of any except allah almighty to deliver me from this my strait save thyself by flight and wend thy ways and cast not thyself into destruction for she hath conquering hosts none may withstand given that thou tookest me and wentest forth how canst thou make thy country and escape from these islands and the perils of these awesome places verily thou hast seen on thy way hither the wonders the marvels the dangers and the terrors of the road such as none may escape not even one of the rebel jinns depart therefore forthright and add not a cark to my cark and care to my care neither do thou pretend to rescue me from this my plight for who shall carry me to thy country through all these vales and thirsty wolds and fatal stads rejoined hasan by thy life o light of mine eyes i will not depart this place nor fare but with thee Quoth she, O man, thou canst not avail unto this thing and what manner of man art thou thou knowest not what thou sayest none can escape from these realms even had he command over jinns ifrits magicians chiefs of tribes and marids save thyself and leave me perchance allah will bring about good after ill answered hasan o lady of fair ones i came not safe to deliver thee with this rod and with this cap and he told her what had befallen him with the two boys but whilst he was speaking behold up came the queen and heard their speech now when he was ware of her he donned the cap and was hidden from sight and she entered and said to the princess o wanton who is he with whom thou wast talking answered manar al-Sanar. Who is with me that should talk with me except these children? Then the queen took the whip and beat her, whilst Hassan stood by and looked on, nor did she leave beating her till she fainted, whereupon she bade transport her to another place. So they loosed her and carried her to another chamber, whilst Hassan followed unseen. There they cast her down senseless and stood gazing upon her till she revived and recited these couplets i have sorrowed on account of our disunion with a sorrow that made the tears to overflow from my eyelids and i vowed that if fortune reunite us i would never again mention our separation and i would say to the envious die ye with regret by allah i have now attained my desire joy hath overwhelmed me to such a degree that by its success it hath made me weep o i how hath weeping become thy habit thou weepest in joy as well as in sorrows when she seized her verse the slave girls went out from her and Hasan took off the cap whereupon his wife said to him see o man all this befell me not save by reason of my having rebelled against thee and transgressed thy commandment and gone forth without thy leave so allah upon thee blame me not for my sins and know that women never wot a man's worth till they'll have lost him indeed i have offended and done evil but i crave pardon of allah almighty for whatso i did and if he unite us i will never again gainsay thee in aught no never and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and twenty-fourth night she pursued it had reached me o auspicious king that hasan's wife besought pardon of him saying blame me not for my sin and indeed i crave mercy of allah almighty quoth hasan and indeed his heart ached for her twas not thou that wast in fault nay the fault was mine and mine only for i fared forth and left thee with one who knew not thy rank neither thy worth nor thy degree but no o beloved of my heart and fruit of my vitals and light of mine eyes that allah blessed be he hath ordained to me power of releasing thee so say me wouldst thou have me carry thee to my father's home there to accomplish what allah decreed unto thee or wilt thou forthright depart with me to mine own country now that relief is come to thee quoth she who can deliver me save the lord of the heavens go to thy motherland and put away from thee false hope for thou knowest not the perils of these parts which and thou obey me not soon shalt thou sight and she improvised these couplets on me and with me bides thy volunty. why then such anger such despite to me whate'er befell us heaven forbid that love fade for long time or e'er forgotten be cease not the spy to haunt our sides till seen our love estranged and then estranged was he in truth i trusted to fair thoughts of thine though spake the wicked spy maliciously we'll keep the secret twixt us twain and behold although the brand of flame unsheathed we see the livelong day in longing love i spend hoping acceptance message from my friend then wept she and her children and the handmaidens heard them so they came in to them and found them weeping but saw not hasan with them wherefore they wept for ruth of them and damned queen Nurul Huda. then hasan took patience till night came on and her guards had gone to their sleeping places when he arose and girded his waist then went up to her and loosing her kissed her on the head and between the eyes and pressed her to his bosom saying how long have we wearied for our motherland and for reunion there is this our meeting in sleep or on awake then he took up the elder boy and she took up the younger and they went forth the palace and allah veiled them with the veil of his protection so that they came safe to the outer gate which closed the entrance to the queen's seraglio by finding it locked from without hasan said There is no majesty, and there is no might, save in Allah the Glorious the Great. Verily, we are Allah's, and unto him shall we return. With this they despaired of escape, and Hassan beat hand upon hand, saying, O dispeller of dollars, indeed I had bethought me of everything, and considered its conclusion, but this, and now, when it is daybreak, they will take us, and what device have we in this case? And he recited the following two couplets thou madest fair thy thought of faith whenas the days were fair and feared not the unknown ills that they to thee might bring the nights were fair and calm to thee thou wast deceived by them for in the peace of night is born full many a troublous thing then hasan wept and his wife wept for his weeping and for the abasement she had suffered and the cruelties of time and fortune balks me my fate as though she were my foe each day she showeth me new cark and care fate when i aim at good brings clear reverse and lets foul morrow wait on day that's fair and also these irks me my fate and cleans unknows that i of my high worth her shifts and shafts despise she nights parading what ill-will she works i night parading patience to her eyes then his wife said to him by allah there is no relief for us but to kill ourselves and be at rest from this great and weary travail else we shall suffer grievous torment on the morrow at this moment behold they heard a voice from without the door say by allah o my lady manar al sana i will not open to thee and thy husband hasan except you bay me in whatso i shall say to you when they heard these words they were silent for excess of fright and would have returned whence they came when lo the voice spake again saying what aileth you both to be silent and answer me not therewith they knew the speaker for the old woman Shavahi, lady of calamities and said to her whatsoever thou biddest us we will do but first open the door to us this being no time for talk replied she by Allah, I will not open to you until ye both swear to me that you will take me with you and not leave me with yonder war. Whatever befalleth you shall befall me, and if ye escape, I shall escape, and if ye perish, I shall perish. For yonder abominable woman, tribade that she is, entreateth me with indignity and still tormenteth me on your account and thou o my daughter knowest my worth now recognising her they trusted in her and sware to her an oath such as contented her whereupon she opened the door to them and they fared forth and found her riding on a greek jar of red earthenware with a rope of palm fibres about its neck which rolled under her and ran faster than a ajee colt and she came up to them and said follow me and fear naught, for i know forty modes of magic by the least of which i could make this city a dashing sea swollen and clashing billows and encorsel each damsel therein to a fish and all before dawn but i was not able to work aught of my mischief for fear of the king her father and of regard to her sisters for that they are formidable by reason of their many guards and tribesmen and servants however soon i will show you wonders of my skill in witchcraft and now let us on relying upon the blessing of allah and his good aid now hassan and his wife rejoiced in this making sure of escape and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and twenty-fifth night she resumed it had reached me o auspicious king that when hasan and his wife accompanied by the ancient dame Shavai, fared forth from the palace they made sure of deliverance and they walked on till they came without the city when he fortified his heart and smiting the earth with the rod cried ye servants of these names appear to me and acquaint me with your conditions thereupon the earth clave asunder and out came ten ifrits with their feet in the bowels of the earth and their heads in the clouds they kissed the earth three times before hasan and said as with one voice "Adsumus. here we are at thy service o our lord and ruler over us what dost thou bid us do for we hear and obey thy commandment and thou wilt we will dry thee up seas and remove mountains from their places so hassan rejoiced in their words and at their speedy answer to his evocation then taking courage and bracing up his resolution he said to them who are ye and what be your names and your races and to what tribes and clans and companies appertain ye they kissed the earth once more and answered as with one voice saying we are seven kings each ruling over seven tribes of the jinn and all conditions and satans and marids, fliers and divers dwellers and mountains and wastes and wolves and haunters of the seas so bid us do whatso thou wilt for we are thy servants and thy slaves and whoso possesseth this rod hath dominion over all our necks and we owe him obedience now when hassan heard this he rejoiced with joy exceeding as did his wife and the old woman and presently he said to the kings of the jinn i desire of you that ye show me your tribes and hosts and guards o oh, our lord answered they if we show thee our tribes we fear for thee and these who are with thee for their name is legion and they are various in form and fashion figure and favour some of us are heads sans bodies and others bodies sans heads and others again are in the likeness of wild beasts and ravening lions however if this be thy will there is no help but we first show thee those of us who are like unto wild beasts but o our lord what wouldst thou of us at this present quoth hassan i would have you carry me forthwith to the city of Baghdad. me and my wife and this honest woman but hearing his words they hung down their heads and were silent whereupon hasan asked them why do ye not reply and they answered as with one voice o our lord and ruler over us we are of the covenant of solomon son of david on the twain be peace and he aware us in that we would bear none of the sons of adam on our backs since which time we have borne no mortal on back or shoulder but we will straightway harness thee horses of the jinn that shall carry thee and thy company to thy country hasan inquired, How far are we from baghdad? and they, Seven years journey for a diligent horseman. Hasan marvelled at this and said to them, Then how came I hither in less than a year? and they said, Allah softened to thee the hearts of his pious servants else hast thou never come to this country nor hast thou set eyes on these regions no never for the sheikh abd al who mounted thee on the elephant and the magical horse traversed with thee in ten days three years journey for a well girt rider and the ifrit Danash, to whom the sheikh committed thee carried thee a three years march in a day and a night all which was of the blessing of allah almighty for that the sheikh abu al ruk is of the seed of asif bin barkhiyah and knoweth the most great name of allah moreover from baghdad to the palace of the damsels is a year's journey and this maketh up the seven years when hasan heard this he marvelled with exceeding marvel and cried glory be to god facilitator of the heart fortifier of the weak heart approximator of the far and humbler of every froward tyrant who hath eased us of every accident and carried me to these countries and have subjected to me these creatures and reunited me with my wife and children i know not whether i am asleep or awake or if i be sober or drunken then he turned to the jinn and asked when ye have mounted me upon your steeds in how many days will they bring us to Baghdad?" and they answered they will carry you thither under the year, but not till after ye have endured terrible perils and hardships and horrors, and ye have traversed thirsty wadis and frightful wastes and horrible steeds without number. And we cannot promise thee safety, O our Lord, from the people of these islands.' And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section fifteen.